and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And this week, we're going to be talking about Xbox Game Pass Family Plan. Mm, that could be interesting. You have more than one person be playing with it, and it'd be a little bit less expensive as well on that one. Also, Windows 11 may get a Xbox Game Pass widget, which will just help like looking at it at a glance without having to open it every single time. Overwatch 2 is not getting another beta until it actually releases. Yes, it's going to happen. And Beyond Good and Evil 2 actually still exists, kind of, sort of. We're going to be talking about AMD's 3D Vcash technology. We're going to be talking about Elite Dangerous. We're going to be talking about also the NVIDIA RDX 4090 and all those rumors going about Spider-Man Remastered being playable on Steam Deck, which is great. And we're going to be talking about earning calls. And then my main thing with that included is when we're looking at recessions, look to gaming because gaming is a luxury. I know, I know, but it is a luxury. And we should look at when it declines. It's probably in a worse state when it's a luxury and gamers don't really want to spend as much as before. But I hope you got your coffee cups ready because we're going to get on with it. Let's go. good yes it's gonna be a great episode plus it's friday so that's another great thing as well but get on with it is that xbox game pass is going to be having a family plan now it's only available in ireland and colombia because let's try the two most random spots maybe because they just don't have a higher population i'm not really sure why they chose those two but there's a family plan it's gonna be up to four different people on your subscription so if you have four friends that really do game and want to get the game pass but don't want to spend full price on it this is a way to split it up divvy up and save some money on that subscription so once it actually hits well, the us or the uk or wherever else you live in the world it should be good but up to four people that's pretty good now it's only on the xbox game pass ultimate plan and not just the pc xbox game pass specific so you're gonna to have to upgrade if you haven't upgraded as yet because that's where we're at now it's gonna be a little bit more expensive for this plan not really quite sure how much more expensive probably like i would say at least probably five bucks more so it could be around 20 bucks a month for that in general but we will have to see how well that actually goes about and if it's actually worth it. And like I said, I've said previously in other episodes, Xbox Game Pass is an actually really good deal when you're actually playing games on PC specifically. And if you do the xCloud as well, unfortunately the xCloud or the gaming cloud or whatever else they're going to call it is great on 5G if you can get 5G, but 5G is unreliable and it's a battery hog. I actually had to take off 5G on my phone because it was battery draining it so significantly that it just wasn't worth it right now. So the cloud part is great on the internet connection, but then that can be dicey as well. But this in general is a good deal. If you have a PC, if you have even a laptop and you have the latest Xbox console and you have four friends that actually want to pay for it as well. Four friends with 25 bucks. It's actually 
pretty good deal for that if you can find four extra people as well. Even a second person can be actually a pretty good thing because it'd be about twelve fifty a month if it's twenty five bucks. I don't know how much they're actually gonna make you spend, but actually it might be twenty bucks. So that that would be actually even better because four friends about five bucks each. So, anyways, I don't really know how how much it's gonna be. I'm just speculating that's gonna be more expensive, and if that, you just have to be prepared to spend more. But if you have four friends, it does help with the cost. All right, moving on to Windows 11 and the Xbox Game Pass widget is going to be there soon. So it is one of those things where you can actually see what's recently added, what's leaving at a glance instead of having to actually open up the Xbox, I guess, app within Windows 11. This will just be an easy way of looking at it and going, oh, well, that's leaving, so... Might as well play it now or never play it again. But it's just a little bit, a little extra to it. It just helps with getting a lot of extra information without opening a lot of different things for it. So it's actually a really good thing. Do I think the Xbox app on Windows 11 is great or even Windows 10 is great? No, I actually think if the, if the Activision Blizzard buyout does or merger does actually happen i think they should just use battle.net instead because i think it's actually a lot better program in general i don't think the xbox one is that great but that's my opinion on that one but beyond that this actually is a good thing just to get a little information just opening up the widgets looking to see what's going to be there what's not going to be there and then getting out of the way and moving on with your day all right, moving on to Overwatch 2, and well, there won't be a beta. I'm sorry, if you really, really want to play a beta, there will not be a beta. First of all, it's in we're in August. It's about three months-ish. Actually, it's a little less than three months that we're actually going to be able to play this. So even if they did a beta, there wouldn't be a lot of time to actually update it and everything. So... Oh no, I just don't think this is a terrible thing. I think that not having a beta is fine. I think that is probably acceptable way of looking at it because if any of you played Battlefield series, they did that like month long beta or the beta a month before it launched. There were no new updates until a few months later for that one anyway. So it really was just a, hey, play test this, see if it's actually any good. And hopefully it's good, but because we won't fix anything for a while. That's usually DICE's problem in general. But yeah, there is no plan for any public beta test. They will be internally testing it as always, but you're going to have to wait until October 4th to actually play it, which will be less than three months away. A little way over two months, but a little less than three months away. And then you can actually play it because it's going to be free to play for everybody. Now, if you like it or not, that's up to you. If you like 6v6 versus 5v5, well, you're not really not going to have a choice because Overwatch 1 will be updated to Overwatch 2 and you will have no choice in playing the regular game as 6v6. You probably can do it in arcade and bring back the old school feel of it. But it should be interesting to see how well the community likes it and the longevity of it in this version of it, or if it was a huge mistake to go to 5v5. 
All right, moving on to Beyond Good and Evil 2 has a new lead writer, and I guess it still exists. So turns out that the former lead writer is gone, but the former World of Warcraft writer has joined the team. So I think it's still going. It's been really in development for quite a while. It has not been a long development as Duke Nukem Forever, which took forever to release. And then once it released, it was terrible, but it hasn't, there hasn't been a lot of updates to it. It's been kind of a, Hey, it's here. We're kind of sort of working on it, but we're not really going to tell you anything beyond that. We're kind of sort of working on it. So I'm not quite sure about the state of it, but it still exists. Let's just say that it still does exist. There still are planning to make it, I guess, but we do know there's a new lead writer. So that's good. I mean, I would like to see actual updates of like development. Like here is where we're at. Here's where we're planning to release it, but we get nothing like that. Just a new lead writer, which basically means either the last one was terrible or the game is such in development hell that the previously writers like, you know what? I don't really want to work on this anymore. This has been development for too long, but like I said, don't really know because of just the turmoil of this. But it, I mean, we saw basically in-game video engine back in 2008, it's 2022. It's been quite a while since we've seen anything actually substantial about it. But once again, supposedly it's coming out. That's all I can say. All right, moving on to AMD's 3D V cache technology does actually significantly improve Zen 4. Now we first saw it with a little bit of the 5800X3D, which is Zen 3 which is the previous or the current generation right now, but this would significantly help boost basically performance and significantly 30% more performance than the Intel i9 12900K. And this will just help it boost, help it get better performance. Now we'll actually have to see between the multi-core and the single core basically performance count if this actually is true or not. This is all basically theoretical right now on rumors, but it does have a good sign that this actually will work. This actually is going to be something good for it as well. And then it actually does have improved performance plus also heat dispensation as well, because that's always a good thing with the dispensing of heat. Now, Intel versus AMD, AMD has always been the better cooler CPU than Intel. Intel has always been a heat hog in a lot of ways. And even though for a while Intel has been number one AMD since the Zen architecture came out, has stolen ground from it quite a bit. And that's always a good sign for competition in general. Now, when will we actually see this? Hopefully, I would say maybe something around September, October, maybe. But it's been a little dicey to see when they're actually going to be releasing this stuff a because of shortages still and B because the stockpile of everything that's been going on with the current generation of GPUs and CPUs. So we have this weird 
transitional period where usually they would just be releasing it to a lot of fanfare and people would be like, yay, but it's kind of like inflation plus with recessions going on. It's the perfect timing that may actually never happen, but we'll still see when this actually comes out and how fast the clock speeds will be on these as well. I mean, there's been kind of suggested reporting about it being really fast with more of this, not the five Hertz, but the six Hertz instead. And that's going to be something interesting to actually see how fast these are going to be with the new 3db cache technology. All right, moving on to the NVIDIA RTX 490, and it looks like it's going to be featured 72 megabyte L2 cache, not the 96 megabyte one that was originally reported as a rumor. It looks like it's going to be a little bit less for this one. It's going to have the faster memory, or I say RAM. It's still going to have about 24 gigs of RAM, but it's still going to be the GDDR6X with 21 gigs of gigabytes per second memory chips instead of this 19.5. So it's going to be a little bit more on that one, but it's not going to be until supposedly the 4090 Ti, we're going to see more of an L cache of the 96 megabyte one. And we're going to see the 48 gig GDDR6 that runs at 24 gigabytes per second on that one. So I would say if you have the 3090 or the 30, uh, 3000 series, wait for the TIs to come out. Probably I'm not really expecting a lot from this generation to the next. My biggest thing that I'm actually looking for is especially for content creation is the AV one encoder and seeing that they actually will do the AV one encoder. Not really quite sure about that one. That could be an interesting thing to see when this actually is going to come out. First of all, because we don't even know when this is going to come out and what it's going to entail. Plus with NVIDIA broadcast, what that's going to do, the G-Sync updates as well, everything within the card and without, and just APIs and programs, not with a card. What, what we'll see on that one, on that side of it. Like I said, should be interesting to see what's going to happen with this. It should be interesting to see what the price performance is going to be from the previous generation. If it's going to be a huge leap or if it's going to be a minor leap that you really won't be able to see anything. But once again, got to wait until we actually see and the reviewers get their hands on it because unless that, we won't really know what it's going to look like. But it looks like... The 4090 could be a pretty beefy card. Will it beat out, completely beat out the 3090? I am not quite sure about that one. All right, moving on to Elite Dangerous. And it looks like for PC players, you're going to get the 4.0 experience without having to pay for upgrade for that one. Now, unfortunately for console players, basically... Frontier is like, yeah, we're not really going to be updating this anymore. You can migrate over to PC and play PC, but yeah, you're not really going to be able to play this anymore. But it should be interesting to see what this will actually do because Odyssey was a paid update. You had to pay for it to actually get it. But since now they're actually going, you want know everybody gets it. They're almost being like the Oprah to their own game. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets the 4.0 experience because just the better 
graphical updates and everything else that goes with this as well. Probably not graphical, but probably back-end engine type things for that. But the Odyssey expansion is what released in October of 2020. And it was interesting, especially when you could actually just walk around. The walking around was not great at the time, and hopefully this has improved. I haven't actually played it in quite a while. Just busy with the various different other games and life stuff, but it should be interesting to see how well this actually does, especially with the storyline and the Azimuth saga that's with it that has been running since late 2020. So it's been a little over two years that update 13, which will be available next week, what this major chapter will be, and that all the players will get the 4.0 for free mind you, for the narrative updates. So that's the reason why they're giving it to. I don't know how much the full experience of the Odyssey expansion will be for all players. It may just be that they just get the narrative update, but you won't get the you can walk around type of update. We'll see. All right, moving on to Steam Deck updates. And yes, Spider-Man Remastered will be playable on the Steam Deck. I was really hoping it would be playable on the Steam Deck only because... You just got to do it. Every, I think from now on when games are being released on Steam, they got to be playable on the Steam Deck. It's just one of those things where you have more player base playing your game and better options for playing your game from the Steam Deck and just regular PCs because that means you'll have more people playing the game wherever they're at instead. So this is actually really good news because Spider-Man on the PlayStation, especially the remastered version, it's probably one of the best Spider-Man games to play. I really didn't like Miles Morales only because it was more of a racial thing because they decided to make it racial because that always makes better games. But this one was actually a really nice outing. It was actually really good. The story was really good. It was really fleshed out. The combat was good. It was all in all a really good game. Now with it being on PC and being with the updates that it has on that, especially with ray tracing, I'm pretty sure DLSS is going to be on there and everything else that is going to add a lot more. It's going to make it a lot prettier, I guess. I'm pretty sure it's going to play the same as everything else. We just got to see next week when it comes out as well. So it should be interesting. All right, moving on to my main topic, which is basically looking at the earning call from AMD and EA and seeing why these are important to understand how well the economy is going. A lot of these are luxury products for the most part. AMD is not as luxury as let's say buying actual games like EA games, video games in general, but it looks like from AMD's earning call, it's actually pretty solid. So they've done a pretty good job with basically having strong revenue and basically having compelling products to go against their competitors like Intel, like NVIDIA. And it has strong revenues that beat expectations, which is always good. So the AMD Zen and Zen 2 architecture, which are 50% faster than the previous generation of chips, continues to be the biggest drivers of revenue. The client segment with Horizon processors witnessed revenue increase by 25% for the year to $2.2 billion. And the gaming segment also included to do well with revenue up 32% year over year as semi-custom products offset declines in gaming graphics revenue, which has been 
a touch point for this one as well. But it's strong revenue for AMD, which is always good. You always want the competitors to really fight, compete with it. You don't want to have one dominant one over the other, which has been unfortunately happening for quite a while. But AMD has a cash flow over $1 billion, which is actually really good. And the revenue will be around $6.7 billion for the third quarter. That's a 55% increase year over year. We'll see what this actually happens. I'm pretty sure the previous quarter did have a little bit more of a better growth because we aren't we weren't officially in a recession probably around the time that this was going on for the most part for this quarter because it just ended and we finally got into recession maybe last month but we'll see what this actually does now there is also a plan release for Zen 4 and a plan release for Zen 5 in 2024. So we'll see how well this actually does. Now, the new chips aren't going to be on the AM4 chipset. It's going to be on similar to what Intel's doing. Hopefully, they'll be able to stick with it for as long as they did with the previous AM4 sockets because that does help drive sales because you don't always have to get it. Now... It is expected to release for the Zen 4, Zen 4 in 2023, maybe. I would probably more assume more 2023 than this year because this year is basically almost over. But all in all, we're seeing really good, just strong quarters for AMD, which is always a good thing to see, a strong quarter for them. They, for the longest time, have been the laughing stock of tech for quite a while before the Zen architecture. So this is always good to see. Now moving on to EA. Oh, EA, the ones that everybody wants to hate, but they have done okay. They actually fell 3% on their financial standings. And the biggest push for right now for EA has been more their live, as they call the live services, which rose about 8% in that one and basically makes up the revenue of about 73% of the business. So live services are here to stay. They're going to be more and more prevalent for that one, but it'll be interesting to see how much of a decline for next quarter from this quarter actually happens. If it's just a minor falling, then then, then it's fine because this is what I'm getting into. When you look at the financials of video games, it's a luxury product. Luxury products are usually ebbing and flowing within how well the economy does as general. If people have more money, they will spend more on luxury items. Now, I know all of us are gamers or like luxury items, but you can live without buying a new video game. You cannot live without buying food or gas for the most part. And this is like my biggest thing. Need to look at the strong growth or declines from these video game publishers because this will tell us, and even peripherals as well, this will tell us how well the economy is doing. If people are spending a lot more, then it's in a good position. If people are pulling back, which I am foreseeing the next quarter to see more of a bigger, bigger pullback, this is where we're having, but so we're going to be in trouble. And this is where it will be a full-blown recession. Maybe it could go even further if the administration does not get off its butts and just looks at the actual facts that we're in a recession, not tries to change definitions that we're in a recession because changing definitions doesn't 
just absolve you from reality. But right now, it's looking okay. Wait till next quarter and we'll see how well it actually does. But right now, they did fall a little bit. Do I kind of foresee a f- more percentage points falling on this one? Yes. I, I would probably say a 5% for next year, maybe a 10% depending on how terribly the economy is doing and how much of a puttering it actually does. But for right now, it's a small percentage decline in performance and just the earnings in this one. But we will have to see next quarter when more people actually have when next-gen consoles as well because they're being more and more prevalent for that one and to see how well Battlefield shapes up as well and just more single-player games coming out like the Jedi Fallen Order or whatever it is, Jedi Survivor, whatever the next title is for that type of series from Respawn. Also, just with other games like Dragon Age hopefully coming out next year sometime and just other games that are coming out within the EA as EA brand as well. They do say they're in the best position as a standalone publisher. They were asked if they were still going to be pursued to be bought out and didn't really talk too much about that. But once again, and this is what I really want to drive home and take away when gaming is doing well, the economy is doing well. When when the economy does terribly, gaming does terribly once again, because you can buy or not buy the games. And I have a feeling gamers are going to be tightening their belts a lot more and seeing what they can buy or what's more important to them from the gaming. industry. we're going to see picking and choosing like, Ooh, we want to see, we want, I want to get this game, but I will wait until a steam sale to get this game. I will buy this game and I'll wait for a sale on this game. So we're going to, we're going to, I think we're going to see a lot more picking and choosing. And then for live services, I do think there'll be a little bit of decline. Once again, when people money is shrinking because it doesn't go as far as the other one, we're going to see more of a decline in it, but will be a huge decline. I don't think we won't see that for a few more quarters. Can we see, actually see what the damage is from what this administration has done to the economy in general. But I still have hope for the, the, the gaming industry will still say somewhat solvent and won't. We'll, I'm hoping it's a soft recession. That's why it's not terrible. I mean, no one wants to go through a recession. It sucked. We went through a recession in 2008. That sucked. But I'm hoping it's more of a soft recession than a major one. But we'll see what this administration does with the economy and if it actually will just look at what the reality is. But what do you think? Do you think we're going to be seeing a recession in gaming? Do you think that it's going to be pulling back a lot more? Let me know in the comments below. Let me know your thoughts. I'm always encouraged by your thoughts and just your opinions because it just helped me make just a better podcast in general. But thank you for listening to Digital Coffee as always. 
Please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting sites. Leave a five-star review if you like this. If not, let me know how I can do better for you. And join me next week as we talk about what's going on in the PC gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Game on the games you want to play. We'll see you next week. Later.